Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Happy Wednesday, friends and faithful listeners, and thank you for tuning in to the last episode of season one of the P40 Ministries podcast, and this is your host, Jen. Now, like I said, this will be the last episode of season one, and on Friday, we will be starting season two of the P40 Ministries podcast. Now, I just want to let you guys know that the episodes are based on the Old Testament, not on the New Testament. You guys already know that I do a New Testament episode on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but they are not really included in the seasons. Well, they are, but they are not what is defining the seasons, I should say. The Old Testament episodes define when a season changes, basically. So we are going to be starting season two of the P40 Ministries podcast on Friday. So join me then. Make sure you spread the word that P40 Ministries podcast is on season two. I am so excited about that. It is so exciting. And I also found out recently, I think from Listen Notes, that the P40 Ministries podcast is actually in the top 10% of all the RSS podcasts in the world. That is super duper cool. I am so excited about that. I had no clue that they even measured anything like that. But according to Listen Notes, P40 Ministries podcast is in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, pretty much. So that is super exciting and awesome. So thank you guys for continuing to listen in and sharing it and telling people about the podcast, basically uh, rating it five stars from whatever platform you are listening on. I really appreciate that. Now, I do want to mention um, some platforms actually don't have all the episodes on them. And I didn't realize that until recently when my husband said that. But one platform that does is Audible. So if you go to Audible, you can listen in to the podcast on Audible. I believe that Audible's uh, podcast platform is actually pretty good. You can listen to every single episode of the P40 Ministries podcast from the very beginning all the way to now. And so that's a really good outlet for you to get to those very first episodes that sound absolutely horrific and are super embarrassing to listen to, at least for myself. But if you want to listen to them, please go right ahead. You will hear a huge difference in sound quality when you click on those first episodes because they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. I was recording the podcast when I first started out of my cell phone. So the sound quality is bad, but if you are going through the entire Bible, I definitely recommend going back and listening to those ones. Even though they sound like crap, they do have some great content in them. And of course, we are still listening and reading the Bible and learning from it. But let's go ahead and read the Bible here and finish out Genesis chapter 50, which is the last chapter of Genesis. We will be reading verses 15 all the way to the end of the chapter to verse 26. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version, but you, of course, can and should read out of whatever version you prefer. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and will fully pay us back for all the evil which we did to him. They sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father commanded before he died, saying, You shall tell Joseph, Now please forgive the disobedience of your brothers and their sin because of the evil they did to you. Now please forgive the disobedience of your servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. 
His brothers also went and fell down before him, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to save many people alive as is happening today. Now therefore, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. He comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph lived in Egypt, he and his father's house. Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. The children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were born on Joseph's knees. Joseph said to his brothers, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. You remember from Monday's episode that Jacob died, and he was embalmed, but he was carried back to the land of Canaan to be buried there. Now, we don't know how old Joseph was when Israel died, but we do have to assume he was probably in his, I'd guess, mid-50s to 60s, mainly because of the timeline of everything that happened and stuff like that. So I'd guess Joseph was decently old himself when Israel passed away. Now, in verse 15, it says that Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, which is an old-fashioned way of basically thinking about Jacob's death. They're like, oh my gosh, our father is dead. And Joseph's brothers actually became super scared. They were terrified. They were super scared that Joseph was going to basically, now that Jacob was dead, show his anger to his brothers and pay them back for everything that the brothers had done to Joseph, you know, selling him into slavery and all that stuff. So they were terrified. They're like, oh my gosh, our father's dead. There's nothing stopping Joseph from paying us back. You know, he's this, he's this crazy Egyptian ruler. He's super powerful and he can do whatever he wants to us now, now that our father is dead and what's stopping him, what's holding him back? Nothing. He's going to kill us basically. So they're terrified all over again. And this had to have been like seven years-ish later, maybe longer. I'd guess longer actually after they started living in the land of Egypt. And so just for them to have these thoughts about Joseph is kind of absurd because Joseph had already forgiven them so many years ago when he had revealed himself as Joseph to his brothers. He had embraced them and kissed them and hugged them and said, come and live with me. I will take care of you. And this was years and years ago. And so it's just kind of absurd that the brothers were thinking like, oh my gosh, because our father is dead, Joseph is going to kill us now, or he's going to make us slaves or do something uh, to, to pay us back pretty much. And so here's what they do. They say, it says in verse 16 that they sent this message to Joseph and it says, before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong that they did to you for their sin in treating you so cruelly. Now, I kind of wonder if <laughs> the brothers were being a little bit um, untruthful here. They kind of have a a uh, record of being a little bit untruthful, if not a lot bit untruthful. So I kind of wonder if this, this message was for real from Jacob to the sons. I wonder if Jacob really did say to his sons, like, please beg Joseph's forgiveness 
I don't know if he did or not. I can't say. The Bible doesn't say if this was true or not. If Joseph's brothers completely made this up, that Jacob had said to say this to Joseph, or if this was true and Jacob really did want them to apologize for everything that they had done to Joseph. I don't know, but I, I do wonder myself if this is true or not, just because of the reputation of the brothers kind of being liars in a sense. So they give this message to Joseph and say, look, our father asked us to basically beg for your forgiveness. And basically, we are begging you to forgive us of these sins that we did to you is what is basically what they said. So Joseph receives this message from the brothers, and it says that he broke down and wept. I just wonder if he wept because was he thinking, how do my brothers not believe me yet? I wonder if he cried from that or if he was cry he was crying because he was upset about their fear or was just sad that, you know, they were still holding this guilt inside of their hearts and he just didn't want them to. There could have been a huge amount of reasons why he cried. Perhaps he was still feeling the hurt from, you know, Jacob passing away because we do know that Joseph took that the worst out of all the brothers. So maybe that was mixed in there a little bit and uh, he wanted to take care of his brothers after his father had died. It could have been just a very emotional time for Joseph in general because his dad had just passed away. So it says that he cried, he broke down and wept, and then all of a sudden his brothers are coming after this messenger got there. It says that his brothers came and it says that they basically bowed themselves low on the ground. They threw themselves down on the ground and were like, we're your servants. We are so sorry for what we've done to you. We are so sorry. We beg for your forgiveness. Look, we will become your slaves is basically what they're saying to Joseph. And so Joseph is like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to make you guys my slaves. I don't want that. And he's like, don't be afraid of me. Why are you afraid of me? He says, am I God? I'm not going to punish you. I'm not going to punish you. I am not God. And he says, you intended to harm me. And this is basically the same verse he had said to them so many years ago when he had first revealed himself to them. He says, you intended to harm me. But God intended it for good. He says, he actually was the one who brought me to Egypt, not you. He says, he brought me into this position so that I could save everyone. I could save basically the entire ancient nations. <laughs> he says, I was brought to this position by God so that I could save the ancient world pretty much. Or, you know, he didn't say ancient because that was the world he was currently living in. Anyway, he says, I'm going to take care of you guys. Don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you. I'm even going to take care of your kids. He's like, don't worry. Don't be scared. And so it says that in verse 21, he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. So that's something to say about Joseph's character for sure. He was very much over, uh, you know, that resentment he probably held against his brothers for such a long time. And he's recognizing the power of God through all of this. He definitely recognizes God's power for sure. The fact that God was the one who actually brought him into Egypt. And I think it might have been the podcast episode I did with my mom, but I think we actually talked about that. You know, we don't often want to say that God sometimes makes us go through these struggles in order to, you know, grow us in a certain way or, you know, give us these positions and stuff like that, the way he gave Joseph his position. We don't like to think that 
because that involves struggling, that involves heartache and just all sorts of stuff that we don't like. But God does do that. I think it was that episode with my mom. We talked about how God had brought those traitors, you know, not traitors, but traitors like uh, merchants, to the brothers at exactly the right time so that instead of killing Joseph, they decided to sell him to Egypt. And God used that to bring Joseph to this position that he was so honored and saved the entire world at that time. So God did all that. And this is what Joseph is saying here. You know, God was the one who did all this. So don't be afraid. Even though you intended to harm me, God intended it for good. He was the one who brought me here to put me in this position so that I could save not only you guys, but everyone else. And he says, so don't be afraid. I'm going to continue to take care of you guys. And so then in verses 22 to the end of the chapter, this is basically talking about the death of Joseph. It says that Joseph and his brothers after this and their families continued to live in Egypt during all of this time. It says that Joseph lived to the age of 110 years old. This is a very old age, especially um, nowadays. No one lives really to 110 years old. I can't imagine that anybody could live that old, but this was a very long and old age that Joseph lived. And one thing I wanted to mention here, kind of rabbit trailing a little bit, we see that Abraham, I think it was, he lived to like 170 or something like that. I think Isaac lived even longer than Abraham did. If I'm, if I'm correct, I might be wrong on that. But then Jacob only lived to around 140 and so now Joseph is living to 110. So we can see just from these four generations that the ages of people living is significantly going downwards. So Joseph lives to the age of 110, and but he was so blessed. He lived to see his great-grandchildren. He lived to see um, them grow up, Ephraim and Ephraim's children. And also um, it says that Manasseh's son, Machir, he lived to see the birth of, yeah, Manasseh's son, Machir. So he lived to see three generations of his own children being raised in his household. This is a very huge blessing to anybody that's a parent. You know, you want to be able to live to see your grandchildren and even your great-grandchildren if you could. Everyone wants that. You know, who doesn't want to see your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren growing up? And Joseph was that blessed. He was able to see even his great-grandchildren growing up. And But after this, it says that Joseph knew that he was going to die. And he says, soon I will die. And Joseph ended up telling his brothers, or I'm going to guess the ones that were left. Joseph was one of the youngest children. Um, whoever is still alive, he tells his brothers, God will surely come to help you and will lead you out of the land of Egypt. And he will bring you back to the land of promise or the land of Canaan. So Joseph has so much faith that God is going to bring them back to the land of Canaan. We do know that Joseph was um, kind of a prophet in a sense. He was able to interpret dreams and he had the spirit of God inside of him. And we know that he also got dreams from God himself. So we know that Joseph had the spirit of God and he knew all this, not only because of the stories that he heard from probably his grandfather, Isaac, and also Jacob himself, but he knew this 
I'm going to guess because he had the spirit of God inside of him, he believed fully that God would, in fact, bring the nation of Israel out of Egypt someday and restore them to the land of Canaan, which ends up happening, obviously, in Exodus, which we will start talking about on Friday. But it says that Joseph asked his um, his brothers to swear an oath. And he says, when God comes to help you and you eventually lead your yourselves back, he says, please take my bones with you. So he doesn't want to die in the land of Egypt, even though that's where he lived. And even though that's where he prospered, he believed in God's promises so much that he didn't even want to be buried in Egypt. He wanted to be buried in the land of Canaan. Now, this prophecy was fulfilled 400 years later. I I don't know if Joseph knew it was going to be that far in the future or not, but it did get fulfilled. And it does say in Exodus that Moses, when he left the land of Egypt, took Joseph's bones with them. But going back to this passage, it says in verse 26 that Joseph died at the age of 110. The Egyptians embalmed him and his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. But that coffin, I should mention, was not buried at least that's what uh, historical records say, that coffin was not buried. And it probably couldn't have been because in order for Moses to take it, it was probably honestly in like a city square or something like that. And so the coffin was probably, you know, out for everybody to see. And so Moses took that coffin and we will talk about that more later on. But one way or the other, Joseph did not get buried in Egypt. He, he got put in a coffin And that was it. He was embalmed and put in a coffin. And that coffin was probably out for everybody to see. So that when the Israelites passed that coffin, years in the future, they'd be like, oh, you know, this is Joseph's coffin. And someday we will be back in the land of promise. We won't be here forever. God has a promise for us and we will soon be there. So it was it was a sign of hope more than anything. And maybe Joseph knew that. Maybe Joseph knew that him getting put in the coffin and not getting buried would just be just a sign of hope for every future generation. I don't know what Joseph thought, but one way or the other, Joseph was just a fantastic person. He was so cool. I love his story. He mirrors Jesus so much. And um, he had such a significant change from going to kind of, in my opinion, an arrogant young man to somebody who was so humble and so loving towards people who had betrayed him and um, just you know, so confident in God's plan that he wasn't even willing to get buried in Egypt. And I'm kind of emotional that Joseph's story is over. I just love Joseph's story. But it's not quite over yet because I'm currently writing and editing and um, formatting a book called Out of the Mire based on Joseph's life and also Psalm 41 and 2 that will be available for purchase. It was originally uh, written two years ago when I was going through a lot of struggles and everything. And uh, one thing that was super cool was just going back and reading everything that I had written about Joseph's life when I was going through that time period of just so many issues in my own life and stuff like that. So that was really cool to go back and read all of that and um, redo it and re-edit it and everything. So that's something that will be available in the next coming weeks or so. I will have that up on Amazon Prime, available for you guys to purchase. Now you can purchase it to do as a group with your church, or you can do it by yourself. It doesn't matter. It was originally written as a study to be done just for one person, but now it can also be done 
with a church or something like that. And uh, I'm going to be studying it and teaching it at my own church coming up in the next couple weeks. So that is something I'm looking forward to. And uh, Joseph's story is not quite over yet. I go into a lot of depth and detail, more so than the podcast on Joseph's life in that particular study. So if you are interested in doing a Bible study on Joseph's life, definitely take a look and stay tuned for Out of the Mire, which will be available in the next couple weeks or so. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And as always, God bless and happy listening.